Hey, welcome to Captain's Quarters Podcast. This is episode 112. And yep, I guess I've been a bad boy because the sheriff is sitting here with me. <laughs> sheriff Hardwick, everyone. Good evening. Hi. Yes, he's going to be here and we're going to let him stay for the whole show. We're going to talk about a few things. We always have those things we need to do right at the front, like letting you know how to be a part of the show. How can you follow us? YouTube, get that QR code down, follow us, like us, be a part of the show. You'll be impressed with our numbers at the end of the show when we reveal how many we have. It's even surprising me. So be a part of the show. We've got some fantastic things planned for 2024. We're actually working on some a podcast out on the water, believe it or not. Um, we think it's going to work, but we have to test Wi-Fi. <laughs> we are limited still to a point, but we'll see what happens. But join us, Captain's Quarters Podcast. And be a part of our crew. We'd appreciate it. Thank you, Davey. As always, ladies and gentlemen, our major sponsor is the Pirate and Treasure Museum. If you haven't been there, you should go. It is the largest pirate museum in the world, not by physical size, but by content. 850 artifacts on pirate history. And if you get lucky enough to hit a weekend when I happen to be there, which won't be between now and Christmas, I can tell you that, uh, you can catch one of my tours and be a part of the show. We love to have you there at the Pirate Museum also. Upon that note, I believe we should do Eight Bells, which is sponsored by the family, the Riker family of reenactors. They've done Spanish, they've done British, Civil War, and now are part of the St. Augustine Swashbucklers. So we have Eight Bells. How many do we have tonight, Davey? Six. Six. I guess I got to put my glasses on. Um, and let's see if he's going to surprise me this week. We've had quite a few. Let's see. Norman Lear. Oh, my goodness. Norman Lear. You know who that is. Right? I do. Hi, an American screenwriter and producer who, was, who has produced and wrote and created or developed over 100 shows. Lear was known for creating and producing numerous popular 70s sitcoms, including All in the Family, Maud, Sanford and Son, One Day at a Time, The Jeffersons, and Good Times. And before I say anything more, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this on a personal note. None of those shows would get away with the things they got away with then in today's world. Everybody would be all up in arms, which is a shame because humor is very important. During his later years, he had continued to actively produce television, including 2017 remake of One Day at a Time and the Netflix revival of Good Times in 2022. He was 101 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Denny Lane, born Brian Frederick Arthur Hines. English musician, singer, and songwriter known as the founder of two major rock bands, the Moody Blues, with whom he played from 64 to 66, and Wings, with whom he played from 71 to 81. In 2018, Lane was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of the Moody Blues. He was 79 years old. Terry Balcom was an American bluegrass singer, banjo player, and band leader. He was nicknamed the Duke of Drive for the, the propelling banjo style. He led his band, the Dukes of Drive, and was a founding member of Boone Creek, Doyle Lawson, and Quicksilver, and third time out in 2001. He won the International Bluegrass Music Association Instrumental Recording of the Year, and he won the 2013 IBMA Recorded Event of the Year for What I'll Do. He was 71. Ellen Virginia Holly, an American actress beginning her career on stage in the late 1950s. Holly was perhaps best known for her role as Carla Gray Hall on ABC's soap opera One Life to Live from 68 to 80 and 83 to 85. Holly is noted as the first black American to appear on daytime television in a leading role. 
she was 92 years old. Ryan O'Neill, really? I missed yeah. that one. Ryan O'Neill was an American actor born in Los Angeles. He trained as an amateur boxer before beginning a career in acting in 1960. In 64, he landed the role of Rodney Harrington on the ABC nighttime soap opera Peyton Place. He later found success in films, most notably in the romantic drama Love Story, for which he was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Actor and Golden Globe Award for Best Actor also. Motion picture drama Peter Bogdanovich's What's Up Doc and Paper Moon, which earned him a nomination for the Golden Globe for Best Actor. He was 82 years old, ladies and gentlemen. And Chickadee Cardwell, oldest daughter of Mama June Sh Shannon, was a reality t television star on TLC series, Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. She was only 29 years old. That's a loss, that's sad. And that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, if you don't know, Eight Bells is historically significant. It is the end of a work shift on a, sh on a ship, but it is also the significant sign that we post when we pay honor to those that have passed on. So Davey, please give us Eight Bells. Very good, Davey. Very good. And let's bring it back to an upbeat time with Joke of the Week with Mini Mayhem, which is sponsored by Marco's Pizza. Have you tried their pizza yet? They are. It's very good. It's, it's excellent it's pizza, isn't it? They were a big sponsor for us for the uh, Halloween drive we did. Okay. And we're hoping to make them sponsors for Old City Fighter Festival. Yeah, their pizza great, is phenomenal. Great pizza. I, it really is. Remind me, I've got some uh, some coupons before you get out of here to give to your boys. That'd be great. Yeah, deputy sheriffs. No, absolutely. Uh, so, joke of the week with Mini Mayhem. Ahoy, mates! Mini Mayhem here with joke of the week, sponsored by Marco's Pizza. Why did the pirate walk into a bar? Think about it, and I will give you the answer at the end of the show. He looks like me, doesn't he? <laughs> 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 you know, they're going to put a Marco's piece over on uh, uh, 16 over where the Publix is. Too. Are they really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's they're good. Have, so they're going to have to. They're hoping to do it sometime in the year. And part of the deal that we made with them, and I'm putting it out there, when they do open that one, we're going to have a pirate pizza party. That's outstanding. In public for, for their grand opening. Question of the week, ladies and gentlemen, brought to us by Spyglass Travel. And, and my friends Kevin and Angie Rose were here tonight, and they dropped off a huge bag of stuffed animals for us to use at Christmas time. And Sheriff Hardwick got a chance to meet Kevin and, and Angie. We stood outside and talked for a little bit. And they are our sponsors. You want a great walking tour to St. Augustine, ladies and gentlemen, you have to call these guys up. Spyglass Travel, they will give you the best walking tour of St. Augustine you've ever had. And they are in the top 10 walking tours of all the United States. That says something. So they're constantly busy. Teased him a little bit today because he went out and did his tours in shorts today. It was cold. <laughs> it was cold. But go ahead, Davey. What's the quote of the week? When you see a successful person, you only see the public glories, never the private sacrifices to reach them. Wow. I cannot pronounce that first first name. No, oh, but I don't think I could give that. I, I'm not even going to attempt it. <laughs> Bella Hoss. Right. That's a That's so he was some type of Middle Easterner then, I would say, uh, somewhere Egypt, uh, Iran, Iraq, somewhere in there. But that is, is a wonderful quote. You're absolutely right. When you see successful people, you really only see the public 
side of all the things they're doing, but you never know about the sacrifices it took to reach that. That's a good point. And that's a very good point. I like that point. Very good. Spyglass travel, ladies and gentlemen, here in St. Augustine, Florida. Now, question of the week. I We've decided not to do a question of the week because somewhere in our time with the sheriff tonight, I'm going to let some of our people that are in the comments section in our gallery, which I'm going to open up right now to see what we got. Look at that. We got all those people there. So we're going to do some question and answer time somewhere along the time with with the sheriff. So if you've got some questions, let's make sure they're good, appropriate ones, though. Let's not cause any problems here. But that's, uh, that will be sponsored by Ancient City Sirens, Miss Gina and her dancers, uh, Ancient City Sirens. And they're having a big Christmas shindig this coming weekend, I believe it is. Um, Davey, I forgot to put it in the notes here, but if we if you pop up a poster, that'll be great. For now, though, we have a special note we want to do. We did it last week, and you'll see at the bottom of the screen the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Pay attention, ladies and gentlemen, to your friends and your family around. This is a tough time for everybody. And look for the signs. And if you see somebody that looks like they need a, a shoulder to lean on or an ear to talk to, be that good friend to do so. If you need the same, reach out to your friends. I'm sure that we all have friends that would like to help us in some way because having you here is much more important than not having you here. Wouldn't you agree? Completely agree. I'm glad you actually have that, you know, national suicide hotline up there because, um, the, of course, the, the, the months that actually have holidays is where suicides increase. So we usually work around between 30 and 35 a year here in St. John's County, just in our own county. Really? Yes, sir. That's just, it's, a, it's just, and we, we have a large population of retired military. Sure do. Or uh, prior active duty that may not have retired, but they've, they've yep. come back from the, from overseas and right, yes, sir. They, they have a lot of issues. They sure do. We have over 20,000 veterans just live here in St. John's County alone, including myself. Um, and that being said, of course, you know, suicide is just one of those things we got to pay attention to. The numbers I heard, I've heard in the past is 21 to 22 a day are actually committing suicide in the United States military. Across the world, across the country. Across the country. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've just, heard that too. Yeah, I, it's so I, sad. I watch um, or listen to on the radio most of the time. Hopefully, my good friend John from 105 doesn't hear me say this, but I do spend more time watching or listening to Fox News, sure. talk, talk radio, yeah. and I, I heard some of the same numbers. That, that's just yeah, that's, 20 a day. It, it's terrible. It I mean, it, it, it's really reach out. If you need help, reach out. Um, all the different agencies in the county probably have some way to help you. And if sure. they don't have a way to help you, they, they know the direction to send you to, right? Yeah, completely agree. We'll put out also too, you know, Kat Mahan, uh, the, the, uh, the non-emergency number for the St. John's County Sheriff's Office. If you're looking for that help, and it, of course it's not an emergency, then that 904-824-8304 and our communication center will get you in touch with the right uh, people that can help you out. Give that number one more time because I think yep. Davey was typing it. He might pop it up there. Yep, it's 904-824-8304. Eight three zero four. That's the non-emergency number for the St. John's County Sheriff's Office. It's very important to have avenues if you are feeling the need to have avenues. Don't worry, Max. He's he's just being Max. It's all right. He's outside now, wanting to come in. And now that it's cold outside, I bet he'll start doing some zoomies here, so everybody will know he's in the house. <laughs> so, uh, suicide prevention. Uh, we've all been there. I I can admit it. I've been there, um, but I've had people that. 
Help me out. Completely agree. In the same same way. And and, and you know, I, you, you're your prior military, prior military. We've been in some places where yep. we don't want to talk about. Sure. And we've been in some issues and situations. There's always somebody that will help. And as I said earlier, most of your friends, if not all of your friends, would rather have you here than not. Great. So, and what started this was the sad situation. And I'm only mentioning it, but it's a sad situation that happened here in St. John's County two weekends ago at the lighthouse. Absolutely. Yeah. It, you know, it, the young man went up and came back down the pathway. And it, 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 that might have been prevented had he had somebody to, to talk to. Sure, I agree. And that's, I mean, these resources are so important again, and you putting this number out, but there's other resources there too as well. So I think sometimes we let the pride, our own pride get in the way uh, and think it's, um, it's not normal for people to talk about this, but it is normal to talk about this. And I think you have to get it out there and let people, you know, you're, you need help. And there's other people out there just like us, of course, that are, have been in those shoes before and, and again, um, that's what we're here for. So, and I'm always available too, as well. So that non-emergency number as we put out, we appreciate it and don't hesitate to call. And I'll, I'll put it to you this way. If, if, if you reach out to one of your friends, cause you need somebody to talk to and that friend doesn't want to look for other friends, mm -hmm. look for other friends, because we all have some friends that will step in and, and be there. Even if it's just to have a smoke a cigar and sit at my fire circle. We have friends that will talk to you. It's very important, and especially at this time of year. Yeah, completely agree. All right. Upon that note, crew adventures have been completed. We're done with everything for the year. Thank goodness, because I'm wore out. <laughs> but we have two things I want to tell you about. If you want it, there's still a few Santa Claus rides left with tasting tours. There it is. So go on tastingtours.com, find the Night of Lights character rides, and see if there's any left. Everything was canceled across the city last night because the weather report was dire and it didn't actually hit as dire as no, it was. It did not. It was, the weatherman really did a good job scaring everybody. <laughs> but I know several of the tour companies, including tasting tours, that decided to the better part of Valor was to cancel everything. So those four tours that I was supposed to do last night, pardon me, they will reschedule. But I do have to tell you, <laughs> not only am I doing the Santa Claus rides, uh, Davey, you want to pop that eggnog video up there? Oh, eggnog? Yeah. Oh, I, I do want to make sure they see that. Yeah, that was uh, Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, I had a pig on one of my rides. <laughs> That's Pop the Pig, and he was a lot of fun. He, he actually had a good time. He, he made noises and enjoyed the lights, and he's a pet to somebody that lives in Daytona. Who the and those of those of you that know Captain Mayhem, you also may know Angelina June down in Daytona, who has has ducked the, the pig, and Pop and Duck are actually they know each other, they're friends, believe it or not. Um, and the funny part was when we, when I that was at the end of the tour, and I was I reached over and was giving him a hug and talking to him, and I as I gave him a hug, he sounded he squealed like a squeak toy, and the owners of the pig said he's never made that noise before, so. <laughs> I uh, maybe uh, maybe it was because I made a bacon joke. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after doing all these Santa Claus gigs, ladies and gentlemen, when they're all done, I'll have done 98 Santa Claus rides. Yeah, 98. That's why my face is in the bunch bowl. Uh, <laughs> but tasting tours has given me an opportunity. What are you doing? 
He's down there drinking my juice. <laughs> well, I, I heard something. I, I, I couldn't figure out what it was. I hope you enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? All right. Max is going to be Max. That's all there is. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be doing some pirate rides along the same same lines. If you want to join us, look up uh, Captain Mayhem, Night of Lights, pirate rides. They have me scheduled for about 50, I believe, maybe 60. So come on down. Take a, a ride with me on the cart and see the Night of Lights. And I take you to a few places where you might not get to see some houses that are in the neighborhood that are really decorated nicely. They did a great job again this year. Yes, they have. Have you seen all the different houses with the leg lamps? Oh, my goodness. No, I, I got to get around time. I couldn't get down there this past weekend. Oh, yeah. This past weekend was terrible. And I'm going to say something about that in a little bit. But the leg lamps from A Christmas Story. There are about seven houses now displaying leg lamps in their front windows. Oh, yes, yeah, so you have to check. They're gonna if they keep that up, they're gonna have to do a map just of the leg lamps because all of them are putting signs up that say they're part of the leg lamp society. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so come on down, join us at the tasting tour. Upon that note, ladies and gentlemen, really, 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 I don't really have to give a introduction because if you live in St. John's County and you don't know who this man is. It's not because he's not trying. I can tell you that you are one busy man. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And uh, this, you know, my wife makes this come all the time that, you know, people ask, you know, why are you at all these events? Because these are the people that put me in office and, and a small gesture of our appreciation is just show up when they ask us to go places. So this past week we were busy. And as you know, we see you out and about at a lot of events. Uh, so that it's just our way of saying thank you. So if you ask me to come someplace, I come and support you because you support me. Well, and it's very important that the people know that the, that the sheriff and the deputies are all approachable. I, I have to agree. That's something that starts at the top with me with leadership. Um, we're not a perfect agency, you know, but we're trying to be approachable, transparent, and uh, just open and, and honest. And with that being said, uh, again, it starts with me in uniform and attending these events and answering questions. And maybe tonight we have a few hard questions on there, but let's just be open and honest about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, and it just to give you an idea of how much the sheriff actually does get involved, I asked him a favor a couple of weeks ago, and now I'm going to put him on the spot. Um, when we do Old City Pirate Festival in February, Sunday we're planning on doing Pirate Court. Now, for those of you that don't know what Pirate Court is, Pirate Court is me and one other pirate that is a very good improv performer, and we, we bring people up on silly, ridiculous charges in a court and find them either guilty or not guilty. Well, the, the sheriff and his wife are going to be the judge for pirate court. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's about two hours of, of hilarity, hilarity over breakfast. And uh, if you, the first time we did it was in 2008. And Ole Mackerel, who worked with me on the Black Raven, is now doing other things now. And he's written a book and working for some others. There's a non-emergency number now. Davey was able to get it up there. Keep that up there for a little while, Davey. People can write it down. So Pirate Court is a, is, a, is a fun time to make fun of ourselves and others. And I'm not even going to give you any other information than that, but I believe you'll be, do you want to wear your sheriff's outfit or do you want us you, to put you in a pirate outfit? You tell me, whatever I think we should put, I think we should put you in pirate outfit. All right, that's what it takes. I think we should. But that, see, that's very important. It's one of the reasons why I, I truly, really support anybody in public office that makes themselves available out there even if it's in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> uh, you know what I put in my pocket? <laughs> Max, you're just going to be the star of the show. Work here, yes. yeah, you're going to be the star of the show no matter what, aren't you? There you oh, go. Yeah, I put good. something good. Now go. 
any anybody that's in, in, as a public figure, it, 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 and I will throw myself in the mix. You become a role model, right? And you really have to mind your manners, cross your T's and dot your eyes, sure. and really do as much as you can, even if it's doing something as silly as putting on some pirate outfit and, and being a part of the pod. It's, it's easy to be a part of the community that supports you. It's very Absolutely. Easy. You support us. So I appreciate you. Absolutely. So I, I wrote a couple things down that I wanted, but here have, have there been any issues now that no permit is needed to carry a concealed firearm in, in Florida? Have we had any of those? You know, this, is, this is something that we address, you know, when the, when the legislature, of course, presented this with this, uh, you know, uh, uh, permitless carry, basically what it was called. Um, with that being said to me, constitutional carry, of course, with your second amendment right to, right to bear arms, we always treat people like they are, are, are constitutionally carrying. So that being said, we've had no issues since this law took effect in July this year, as you know. Uh, no. So no additional, uh, no additional problems at all. And, and uh, we know how to police people, but. I figured like uh, yesterday I did a traffic stop and I just assume everybody's armed. Um, so it's not alarming to me if I go to your car and you tell me you have a firearm in your car. It's not alarming to me. I mean, this is America and you have the constitutional right to carry. But you, you're more relaxed if you pull somebody over and the first things out of their mouth are, I have a weapon in the car. Well, you know, I've, I've, it's, this is my 30th year as a police officer and I've never been that one that just jumps to uh, everybody's a bad person because the very small percentage of society are, are not obeying by the laws that other majority of society is doing the right thing. So uh, as a police officer, I've been a very, very aggressive police officer my entire career. Uh, with that being said, I've never had a problem with people. So as long as they, yes, I do like the fact when we come, when I come to a car, it's like, Hey officer, I do have a, 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 a firearm in my vehicle. Great. Thank you for letting me know. If you don't mind, just don't touch it while we're talking. Not a big deal. I, um, w when we talk about, pirate history and pirate laws and the laws on a pirate ship. I, I tell children that the, even pirates, the criminals as they were, they had laws on their ship. Sure. But the laws, and you can correct me on this one if you want, laws are not meant for those people that will follow the laws anyway. Laws are set in place so that you have a way to take care of those people that break the laws. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's what they're there for. Is they're for that small percentage of society that can't obey any laws right. or any policies, procedures. So that's that just that small, again, percentage that uh, has to be held accountable for their actions. Yeah, but if all of us were good people towards everybody, we wouldn't need any laws, but that'll never happen. No, that's, that's a utopian and it'll never happen. Sure, I would have a job then. That, that's true. You might not. And, and this is the time of year. Um, you're just going to keep coming back. Max is a busy little man tonight. <laughs> I shouldn't have put so many in my pocket. He can smell them all. When I run out, what are you going to do, buddy? Huh? What are you going to do? Cat Mayhem has a pocket full of treats. So Max is smart. <laughs> He's come back for more. So this time of year, especially this time of year, is probably the time of year that you have to do with some of the more sadder parts of being a sheriff. It really is. You know, we've had a couple of things, of course, in St. John's County, which I'm sure we'll talk about here with a double homicide, you know, just a few weeks ago. And then a, a young six-year-old child in West Augustine dying in a horrific accident, very, you know, very unique accident. Uh, but also to our suicide rate, our overdose rate, you know, always seems to pick up during these holiday seasons. So um, unfortunately, too, we get a lot of traffic crashes because there's a lot more people actually moving on the road, uh, driving impaired um, uh, through the holiday season. So everything kind of picks up with that, per se. Yeah. And the roads are not are just not big enough, really, for what we've got going on. You know, we're going to release some stats at the end of the year this year where we've actually decreased the amount of traffic crashes here in St. John's County. Um, and that's with our just aggressive driver approach. Um, we have added quite a few more unmarked vehicles uh, that are policing, you know, both DUI, traffic enforcement. So we're, we're just trying to deal with the slowdown. 
and get from point A to point B, you know, arrive alive. I know it's kind of a cliche we've heard forever, but we just want people to go from and have a good time and enjoy their lives and not have to worry about these, these devices that are just controlling our lives, meaning that we yeah. put in there, you know, from point A to point B and we take, if it says 13 minutes, we leave the house in 13 minutes and we don't back plan it properly like we used to. So again, we're, we're trying the best we can, but we get a lot of phone calls on aggressive drivers every single day, 24 hours a day. I almost got hit the other night by a guy that was address, aggressive driving, but he was so fast and so quick, I couldn't get his tag number. Kind of disappears. On he me. disappeared yeah. and then got up and we were on US1 and then he got up about, oh, I don't know, three left-hand turns away and then did a, did a U-turn without stopping oncoming traffic, whipping in and out all the way back, dark, Hondo Accord. That's about all I can remember of it. And, and then he just was gone. It's just not necessary. It's not necessary. No, it wasn't necessary. Scared the heck out of me. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and I was in my Santa gear. So I wonder how he would have felt if he had hurt Santa. <laughs> but maybe he didn't care. He I probably didn't care. No. He probably didn't no. care. So Christmas time, are, are your officers, are your deputies, are they pulling more time during this time? Do they have to pull a lot more time? Or are your, 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 your level of work required from them doesn't really uh, doesn't isn't effective no we're actually uh our, our increase in calls for service actually increased but also to our merchant patrols because of course you know with all the shopping going on we know people that are traveling around a lot of credit cards and cash and of course means to uh you know buy you know presents and stuff like that so again we we increase the the merchant patrols in all the commercial property here in st john's county so we do increase our calls and we don't cut back on any of the the minimum staffing levels um, on the road or in the jail or in our comm center for the holidays. Unfortunately, we just get used to working the holidays. Well, that actually brings me, that's a great segue into the next sure. question I wanted to ask you yep. because of the holidays and because of shopping and because mm-hmm. of, of people with wads of money and tons of credit cards and everything else. It's a, it's empty now, buddy. It really is. You ate them all. It's, they're all Ma- gone. Max oh, is wait a minute. <laughs> Max is hard at work. There is one more. Look at that here. I'm going to toss it over there. Um, <laughs> what what pieces of pieces of advice would you offer people as far as vigilance at this time of year? You know, we always tell people, you know, too. We teach this women's self defense class, but really, it's for you know uh, everybody's self defense class. You know, where we just tell people to pay attention to their surroundings. You know, watch where you park at. Of course, park in lit lit areas. You know, always make sure someone knows where you're at. Um, it's not necessary to uh, you know shop at one o'clock in the morning time. You know, or or eleven o'clock at night. So we just ask you to back plan accordingly and just, uh, again, be patient because we know there's a lot of traffic here in St. John's County. Uh, and we also tell you too, just like you said a minute ago, you know, if you see something, say something, you know, you get this aggressive drivers and sometimes you're afraid to call in because, you know, there's better things we can be doing. I disagree with you. That's what we're here for. Your taxes pay for us to hopefully help you feel safe. And with that being said, it includes aggressive drivers or impaired drivers or just simply someone suspicious, you know, acting outside of Walmart or Winn-Dixie or some other area that you would go into, the public would go into to use. So uh, again, it's one of those things, you know, we don't have a violent crime, uh, a lot of violent crime in St. John's County, you know, um, and I'm, I'm proud to tell you that those two double murders that we had, the double homicide we had a few weeks ago, that's three murders we've had the whole year in St. John's County. Just to the north of us, as you know, in Duval County, they're over 120. Yeah. Um, so again, we just ask you that if you see something, don't be afraid to say something to us uh, and make that phone call. And again, Davey put the non-emergency number up there. That's you programmed in your phone to call us if it's something that's non-emergency. But if you just don't know the number, call the emergency number and we'll actually um, triage it properly. I, 
a lot of my friends and some of the people that know me know that I ran a security force for a huge casino in, in Las Vegas. Yes, sir. And yeah. we, had, we had 72 men on one. Yeah. Lots. That, I mean, that's a big force. And one of the things I used to drill through their heads were, you know, if you see it, don't be silent. Yeah. And think about it this way. If you see something, even if it's not, even if it pans out to not be anything at all, if it had turned out to be something, how would you feel knowing you didn't do anything about it? I, I have to agree. That's something we always say because, I mean, it's not, you know, it's so easy for us to look into something and nothing be wrong with it. And I, I think that's what people, you know, actually, you, you feel better. You sleep better at nighttime. And then God forbid that one time you're like, I, I actually saw that person and I could have actually could have stopped something. You could have stopped something. So don't be embarrassed about it. You can remain anonymous. A lot of times just get as much information as you can. Of course, with these devices right here, you can take a quick photo and send us the photo. Um, you can also text the St. John's County Sheriff's Office and report something. Uh, you can report on social media. So there's more more ways than the old 911 days right. of reporting something. Absolutely. So again, don't hesitate. Reach on out to us and let us look into it. And I would say 90% of the time, there's probably nothing to it. And, and that's being that there's nothing to it. The, the point that people should understand, we all pay taxes. Sure. Those taxes are what pays for Absolutely. this protection or, or this law enforcement. So you're utilizing your taxes by calling up somebody Completely agree. And, and, and having something done. It's very important. Um, and if it pans out to be nothing, that's what they're there for anyway, is to make sure that nothing is happening. And it can't be any better than that. What is your favorite Florida man story? Oh, my goodness. Now, Zachary Harper is in Michigan. Okay, okay very good. Right. You can go in. Go ahead. So do you have a favorite Florida man oh, story? Oh, my goodness. There are so many Florida man stories, you know. And, and I, 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 I find it humorous sometimes when you get these ones, of course, on the lawnmowers. Um, uh, so, I, I mean, we have a – those Florida man stories are always funny. We have our own stories over here in St. John's County. So with that being said, was it Zach? actually mm -hmm. yeah zach we have a lot of stories right here in st john's county and sometimes you got to pinch yourself as a law enforcement officer because what we get the privilege of seeing is kind of like what behind goes on behind the scenes of a community so um i don't have a favorite one because i have so many stories in 30 years in st john's county that i'm privileged to uh, uh to to have called as being a uh, a witness to very interesting stories i i bet yeah so that being said i'm going to give a plug to my good friends Pete Melfi and, and, and Troy Blevins, because they're going to do the in February the Florida, the Florida Man games. Yeah, February 24th. Yeah, are you guys involved in it? We are. We're actually doing the second half, which is uh, basically a guns and hoses or the police versus the fire department. We're going to box each other. So that's the second half, uh, which we're super excited about. Got some big name um, um, guest referees coming in, uh, waiting on a call back from uh, um, Rashad Evans, who's a big time MMA fighter. Um, Ken Shamrock, of course, uh, waiting on him to confirm and then super excited about it. So uh, two bouts of our PAL kids, which will be about 15-year-old kids. And then we'll have uh, about five bouts of, of females and males uh, fighting the second half. Again, law enforcement versus uh, fire. Super excited about that'll it. Make it. That'll make it a lot of fun. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the Florida Games. And if Pete and Troy find out I said something about it, well, I hope that they appreciate a free plug. Upon that note, great guys. <laughs> um, what is your opinion of body cams? You know, a little bit of ignorance. You know, as a sheriff, I, I would have told you um, just a few years ago, I would have fought you and argued you, you know, with body cams weren't necessary. We already police ourselves. Um, I instituted body cameras on all of our deputy sheriffs uh, just about a year ago, actually, now. Um, 
what an ignorant sheriff I am. I wish I would have did it 10 years ago. Of course, I wasn't the sheriff 10 years ago, but uh, one of those things that we can't do without him now. Uh, it tells another side to a story. Um, it doesn't give the complete story. Of course, as you know, a little bit of common sense the camera is not 360, but it definitely tells a better story than what we had. So, you know, a lot of those things before in the past, we had to get these witness statements and we kind of had to, again, as, as an adult or as just a person, if I were to walk by you right now and you say, hey, what was the sheriff wearing? There's some things you would get wrong. Right. So we were getting things wrong. So with that being said, the body cams have become an intricate part of our um, our job. Um, not only does it hold my deputy sheriffs accountable, but it accurately, clear, concise, and factual uh, preservation of evidence and statements and crime scenes. Uh, but also, too, it holds my, my public accountable, too, as well. So we get those bogus complaints or exaggerated complaints by the public. Uh, I hold my public accountable. Um, and I say public, you know, basically the people that work and, and live and, and play in our community. So I couldn't do without them now. So, again, just those are one of those things that the body cams have, have been there, too, um, in more ways than one. And we just added um, cameras to our dashboards, to all of our DUI cars, to our traffic cars, and to our basically our canine cars and the other cars that kind of do that proactive policing. So I can't do without them. I'll tell you something else that the cams are good for. It, it, and I, I have watched once in a while when I'm sitting around in, in the evening and I got nothing better to do, I turn on YouTube and watch clips of all kinds of things. Yeah. And there's some really great clips of, of body cams on officers and deputies all across the country. Here's what I think the cams are good for. Sure. It gives you a huge appreciation of how patient and how professional most officers most, are. Most, yes. I mean, and I have to say most. I agree. Um, and I don't say that to be derogatory towards anybody, but I man, I mean, there are, there are some times where I just say, just slap the person. I mean, the, 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 the people are so belligerent. And even though they're on camera, they still aren't smart enough to realize matter. they're doing themselves in. Yeah. So the cameras really do give you a taste of how professional and how well-rounded the cops and the, and the sheriff departments are. It yeah, really does. You know, we, we've had to become these um, de facto social workers, you know, in uniform. And we're not trained to be social workers, but we've actually become them. So that being said, I mean, uh, the, the cameras also too, not only do they hold us accountable, um, we train better and we fight better per se, meaning that we see our constant, you know, mistakes and things that we can actually do in the training world. So we actually address those in the training. So body cameras, again, just uh, ignorance as your sheriff, I think smarter now that we actually have in place and we could never do without them now. No, I, I, they're, they're perfect for what we do. When it first started, half a dozen years ago and everybody yep. I, I having worked in some of the same fields, I was opposed to it. I, I, I would make comments to some of my friends in the uniform that I, I think it's wrong, but, but after seeing what I've seen on TV and then knowing that it is more of a help than a hindrance, have to agree with it. It, 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 it is well worth it. And it does keep the, the it, it, it protects the officers because you have civilians, we use civilians that will, will lie out the, through their teeth sure. um, and those body cams protect those officers from some of these bogus, ridiculous lies. Yeah, and on the flip side of that too, I think someone just actually had up in the headline there, it protects the officer and protects the person. So it, it's definitely twofold, which I completely agree with. So, I mean, we as officers are human too as well. Uh, we And just like every other profession, we have our good and bad. We have that small percentage that uh, doesn't obey the rules of being in, in protecting and serving. So that being said, we hold them accountable too. So perfect thing you actually said there. Very good. Very good. 
Um, is 911 text yes. available? It sure is. Is okay. that Eric? Eric, yep. yep. Yeah, actually, 911 text is here. What I'll do is I'll get that information to Cap Mayhem. But yes, we do have that here. And, uh, you know, that helps. We have a, if you're not from St. John's County, we have one of the largest um, hearing impaired and uh, visually impaired schools, public schools in the United States with the Florida School for the Deaf and Blind. So we have a large community that graduate from there, stay here in our community. So that's another reason, too. We have the uh, the, the text of 911. And we also have the Fortify Florida, too, as well, which is the app for you to report something anonymous and send videos in through Fortify Florida. We'll make sure, Davey, let's make sure we get all that information and post it on our Facebook page um, over the next week or so. I can help you out, David, my, we'll, my team. We'll get all. We'll get their team over on to us, and we'll, we'll post it on our Facebook page, and we'll pin it so that it stays there for a while, especially through this time frame of the holidays. Very important. Davey, I'm going to make a suggestion that we, we change things up here real quick. Oh, before you do that, there, there, you know, we've been talking about – you know, the, the St. John's County Sheriff's Office has a lot of community programs and just to help plug it for them. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, you guys are amazing. In fact, you know what? Before we, what I was going to suggest was that we do the okay. short bit on nautical history. But before we do that, I want to do one other subject and then we'll go on with that. So okay. put that back up there because that's what, let me, let me holler out at some of those. Um, and put my glasses on too. <laughs> I'm the same thing. I just want to squint on TV. All right. So you've got, you've got crime work. Crime Watch, um, you've got Connect St. John's, Active Shooter Response, which I do need to talk to you. I want to do an active shooter class before yep. Old City Pirate Festival. Outstanding. And we're going to invite other pirate crews and anybody else that wants to come. Um, we've done it once before. You have bomb threat training. You have workplace violence training, women against violent, violent encounters, yep. um, opted or CPTED security surveys, and personal safety at home and out. And golf cart safety, which is a big thing. It is a big There's thing. There's been a lot of accidents in the Nocatee area. Yeah, sure. Uh, Northern St. John's County. Which because. is which is why the state now, it, did the state or the county make some laws for driver's both, license? Both. Actually, we presented to uh, Florida legislature. Um, we had Cindy Stevenson as a sponsor. And um, we actually went to the state last year, legislature. And this is the first in my 30-year history, but we, or 30-year career. But we had Florida State statute actually changed for the uh, golf cart statute. Well, so you, have to have a, you have to have a learner's permit or a driver's license to drive a golf cart down a public road or a highway in the state of Florida. Well, that it's important because there were a lot of children being way hurt. overdue. Yeah, yeah, way overdue. So, in the community connection, you have a Citizen Law Enforcement Academy. That's a great gig, by the way. That's I, we, have you gone to that, Captain? Maybe? I have not. That's thirteen uh, Tuesdays in a row, six to nine p.m. If you're a county resident, of course, there's no charge because you pay your taxes here. But it gives you a snip and a snapshot. Basically, of the entire county, St. John's County Sheriff's Office, bailiff, jail, 911, all of our um, investigative units, specializes. You would love it. I'd, I'd love that. I, I, yeah. I'll have to come over and do that. Uh, yep. You've got community adv advocacy um, and resources for the elderly. Yep. That's good. Uh, cuddle care. We were just talking about that outside. Yes, sir. Yeah. You, so your officers all have. Uh, yeah, a lot of them carry some type of stuffed animals for these children, and elderly too as well, and these people that just have some mental health issues going on as well. Community engagement booth yeah. um, and volunteer application. And they, what's, what is the project that you, we already were part yeah, of it? The re-entry program? The re-entry program, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, let's, so let's talk about the re-entry program. Please, and, and uh, first of all, it's I, want very thank, important. I want to thank you and all the swashbucklers too as well, because I know you gave a $1,000 and you continue to give to us in fact you know what well this is exciting by the way so 
here's what happened. When we did our Halloween event at the Colonial Quarter, I had made a deal with Cindy Stavely, who's the director of everything, that we wanted to just outright pay for the property. We'd always in the past just given her a percentage, and we just made an agreement to give her a set amount of money. That set amount of money was $750 to allow us to do three nights, three hours a night of our Halloween event for the, for the family. Yes, sir. So the night I gave it to her was the night that they were doing a fundraiser for your project. Entry, yep. And Cindy said, I'm just going to give it to the sheriff. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, let me add some more to it. So we gave you $1,000 that night. Yeah, it's incredible. So um, we have a little bit more money left in our charitable account. So the sheriff is now getting an extra 200. So we've now given you $1,200 towards your project. This is outstanding. So our reentry program, this is something, you know, when I became the, the sheriff, you know, just over three years, right around three years ago, um, was I wanted to make a difference in basically people that are serving time in our gated community. I call our jail our gated community because I, I don't like the word inmate and I don't like the word jail because I feel like these are uh, people that have made mistakes in life. It's a small percentage uh, that are heinous and atrocious. And the other 99% are just people that have made mistakes and got caught, by the way. So I felt like I wanted to make you better. I wanted to make you into something better than what you come in our gated community as our jail. And with that being said, we over the last two and a half years, uh, three years, have lowered recidivism here in St. John's County by almost 10%, about 9.5%. The national average is around 30 something percent. Florida is around 24%. When I took over the sheriff's office, it was 25%. Uh, and now we're sitting at about 15%. But the big thing is our reentry program. Our reentry program is basically dedicated to getting people back on their feet. Um, we are the only jail, we believe, in the United States that has a driver's license office, a kiosk in our jail. Because if you don't have a license or an ID card, you can't get a job or you can't get, of course, your transportation. So um, we've partnered up with Operation New Hope. Uh, Operation New Hope um, helps you get back on your feet with providing temporary housing, uh, a job, uh, basically resume building. Uh, we have a team dedicated to, um, again, re-entry, pre-entry is my newest thing. We have uh, reunified 160 people roughly using this uh, these donations just like this. You along with the St. Augustine Business Coalition, you along with numerous um, agencies and entities in St. John's County going, please help us. So what we've done with this 160 people are we go do an outreach with them and we actually find out where are you from? I'm from someplace in the United States. We use this money to get them back on their feet. We buy transportation, whether it be planes, trains, or automobiles kind of thing, and get them back on their feet. But the key is on the other end where they're going, we have a resource for them, a family member, a friend, a job, some type of resource, whether it be mental health or substance abuse. So I have 160 plus people that we've reunified over this last year in 2023. Only two have returned. So just like you, Captain Mayhead, you spent a lot of time downtown you can see the difference between us and the city of St. Augustine Police Department working on getting these people back on their feet, uh, back where they belong, and kind of getting them back into society. So uh, me as your sheriff, I spend a lot of time in our jail. I spend a lot of time. I attend every graduation ceremony. Uh, just this past week, we had a, um, a career fair in my jail. So we bring these career fair partners in the jail. The city of St. Augustine has been a big one, too, as well. Um, and these people know that the people that are going to come through and speak to them, they have a felony, but let's not write them off. Right. Let's write them on. Um, so we, we bring them through the facility. They do job interviews. We help them do a resume. We help them get clothing and again, get them back on their feet. So this is something that we've done in St. John's County since I took over as your sheriff and something we're going to continue to do. 
Uh, we're not wasting taxpayers' dollars. We're saving taxpayers' dollars. Our jail can hold about 700 inmates. Um, as of when I walked in the door today um, for your show, we're at 420 inmates, 414 inmates, <coughs> um, because we continue to find resources, veterans' resources, uh, again, that substance abuse, uh, mental health counseling, um, and, and again, getting people back on their feet and back on the street and back to work. So this, this, this has, and, and I've seen it downtown, this has made a difference in the, the homeless population downtown. Sure, yep. And that's one of the reasons it's been put into place yes, to sir. help some of these people. Correct. Because a lot of these, again, it goes back to what we said at the beginning of the show. If, if you're in, in trouble, you need help, reach out. And sometimes it's hard to reach out. It and is. then if you don't reach out, then you get in trouble and then you have no choice but to reach out. Um, and there's Operation Nouveau, too. Yeah, they're phenomenal. They've been a great partnership with us. So it's, it's important. It, it, it's, it's important to reach out on your own. <laughs> But then if you get put in a position where you don't have the choice, then you still need to accept it. Yeah, completely agree. And Dave, if you get a chance to as well, if you go into the um, sjso.org, our website, we also have some stuff under the reentry program there too as well. And I'll get a flyer over to you so you can actually um, put on your Facebook page. We'll put it on the Facebook page. Perfect. Also. Thank you. Thank you for mentioning that too, by the way. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's a great project. It's and, working. And it's working. I can, see, I can see it's working. Yeah. There are still knuckleheads downtown. That's okay. I, you know, you you can't you can't take care of a hundred percent of everything. No, I I agree. But every night, too, the St. Francis Society, too, um, the St. Augustine Police Department puts in their daily staff briefing or their their briefing, basically patrol shift briefing, of how many beds in St. Francis House are filled. So they have six dedicated beds that they can fill the nighttime. And I I haven't I can't tell you the last time I've seen where all six beds weren't filled every single night inside the St. Francis Society or St. Francis House. So, you know, working together with the city of St. Augustine, we're, we're, we're gonna not stop this, but definitely we've cleaned up downtown together. And at this time of year, there's probably more. Sure. And then when the weather comes in, like the weather comes in, yep. it makes it even worse. It does. So um, it, it's very important that there are people that are in this situation, they do want help. Yeah. Not everybody wants to live on the street. I can tell no. you that. I, I, I don't wanna live on the street. Well, I, I think us in society need to step up and, and, and quit pointing fingers and blame everybody else and, and help people out. We uh, Last weekend alone, there was a family of four, a husband and a wife and, of course, and two children. And they're living in a car that's disabled. Uh, and they can't get back to Indiana. And then our team reached out to them. They found them. Uh, we had a private donor in St. Augustine, uh, which was a large uh, 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 price to, you know, to get them all back home. They are back home. So, and again, we also follow up saying you made it home, but we also follow up with services on the other end. And with that being said, we're saving money here locally. That's very good. Sure. It, it's a great project. Um, I, I've been aware of the project now since we started giving some money over really to the, yeah, to the sheriff's department. Yes, and uh, I've had conversations with, with Sheriff Hardwick on it before. And I've talked with some of my other fellow tour guides and other people downtown, and, and they all agree that these kind of projects are very, very important. So we'll be doing more in the, in the new year coming up to help you. I know you've been good to me and I appreciate you and all the swashbucklers and of course the St. John's County community. But you know, my wife and I look in the mirror, you know, when we were serving the United States military station at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, uh, we qualified for um, WIC. Most people have no clue what WIC even stands for, but it's women, if and children. Every Friday we were, I mean, I was a U.S. soldier, combat veteran with the desert storm. I had a baby at Fort Bragg and every Friday, we got free um, egg, cheese, milk, and bread every Friday yep. uh, while serving in the military. 
So, and also too, if we had an extra bill, you know, uh, we had to pay that month, we would go give blood or give plasma. So um, sometimes you got to live down in those um, dark, um, uh, you know, valleys and, and uh, sometimes you have those peaks and valleys, but and not be afraid to sit on here in front of the public and confess that you've been there too as well. Well, it's not going to get any easier sure. with the way things are going through the way the world is. Yep. It's not going to be any easier, but what will make it easier, and we've said it in two segments now, and that is depend on your friends and reach out and work with others. And, and it takes a village. I agree with you. Yep. It takes a village. Davey, why don't you go ahead and do this week in nautical history? And uh, that'll give us a chance to look at a few things and me to change one of my screens here, because when we come back, I want to read a humorous piece that I wrote and posted on Facebook about traffic in St. Augustine during the night of lights. So go ahead and give us this week in article history sponsored by Florida Water Tours. And there it goes. Welcome to this week in article history sponsored by our friends at Florida Water Tours. Experience the intercoastal waterway at its finest, featuring picture-perfect attractions. We begin this week in nautical history in the year 1497. Portuguese navigator Vasco da Gama is the first European to sail along Africa's east coast. Names it Natal. 1577, Francis Drake set sails from England on an epic three-year circumnavigation of the world aboard the Pelican, later renamed the Golden Hind. 1620, Mayflower pilgrims come ashore in Plymouth Bay, traditionally thought to be at Plymouth Rock, Massachusetts. 1642, Dutch explorer Abel Tasman sights the South Island of present-day New Zealand. Initially, he calls it Staten Lont, and changes it a year later to New Zealand. 1897, first submarine with an internal combustion engine demonstrated. And in 1914, World War I, German battleships under Franz von Hipper bombed the English ports of Hartlepool and Scarborough. 1941, U-557 torpedoes British cruiser Galatea. Also in 1941, USS Swordfish becomes first U.S. sub to sink a Japanese ship. And finally, in 1944, U.S. destroyers sink in a storm off Philippines, 790 killed. And that was This Week in Nautical History. Good points there, Davey. And Drake, circumnavigating the world, um, in many cases in history, everybody gives that credit to Magellan, and Magellan died during that process, so it's really unfair that he gets credit in history for doing something that he didn't make, and Drake did. Yeah. So it's a very interesting piece of history. So many of you know that I'm downtown during the Night of Lights playing the jolly old fat man, <laughs> and a lot of you, a lot of my fans, and a lot of my followers know that I also, in times of stress and frustration, I like to write. And I try to put some veiled humor in some of the things that I write. So I watch some very interesting things having to do with traffic on our streets in St. In, in Augustine during the Night of Lights. 
So I have about 11 points here. I may not read all of them. We'll see how it goes. But just follow along with me. These are, the, these are my thoughts. And uh, you're more than welcome to chime in. <laughs> the ability to read traffic signs is very important. If it says right on red or even yes, left on red, because we have at least one of those, utilize that option. Don't just sit there and stare. Also, speed limits are not a suggestion. Those signs mean something. But the ability to read or the lack of, of reading says volumes nowadays about the people in our society. Just because you're a pedestrian, it does not mean you can walk out anywhere you want into a street, especially from between cars, and not expect to piss a driver off. I, it, it, I, I just don't understand how people can just walk out in the street. We have designated pedestrian crossing zones. Everywhere. Even with flashing lights now, for goodness sakes. But people just think that if you're a pedestrian, you have the right of way. Well, you don't unless you're in a designated area. And here's another part of that walking out in the street. Look both ways. We teach our children this, but damn, some of you parents must have forgotten that lesson, judging by the observations I've made lately. If the lane you are in going into, if you're at an intersection, this is my biggest pet peeve, and it's not just downtown, it's everywhere. If you're at an intersection and you've got to cross to the other lane across that intersection and there's no room for your car, do not cross the intersection because now you're sitting. Oh, there's the re-entry program. Thank I'm you. I'm going to show that after you're done. Thank you. Sorry. Now you're sitting in the intersection blocking traffic because sure as by God, the light's going to change, and now the other people can't go because you're in the way. Do not cross the intersection unless you can go all the way through, right? 312 and US 1. You want to watch it all day. All the time. Um, let's see. How about this one? Parents, why don't you watch your children a little better? <laughs> yes, the lights are exciting, but your children need the chance to be brighter than those lights. Can't tell you how many children Santa almost hit this past week. Hey, Here's a suggestion. Let's bring back the leash. <laughs> Learn to parallel park or just don't do it. Watched a guy make six attempts last night to parallel park. And the worst part, he had New York tags on his car. He should know how to do it. What the hell? This holds up all traffic big time while waiting for you to figure out how to park. Also, one more point on parking. Big ass trucks do not fit in small ass spots. In other words, know this, know this, the size, know the size of your vehicle, because believe it or not, in this case, size does matter. Sidewalks are for walking, roads are for driving, just saying. Standing in a roadway to take a picture can get you hit. What the hell? And I've actually seen people stop their car, get out of the car to take a picture. Someone just said that a minute ago. Yep. I know. It, it, how about this one? A roadway is not a loading zone. Saturday, I sat through three life changes at the same intersection while some idiot had eight people in his family all trying to get in his vehicle, holding up all lanes of traffic for three changes of the light. Look, if I wanted to see clowns going in and out of cars, I'd go to the circus. One on the same note, please also decide who is sitting in which seat before you start this process. Vehicular fire drills, because we can't call them Chinese fire drills anymore. Vehicular fire drills just make me realize that dumbassness runs in the family. Loud music. I hate this one. I can accept Christmas music downtown during this time, really, because that's what it's for. But look, we really don't want to hear your loud music. And in my opinion, 
It's not all about the bass when it comes to Christmas music. Just stop it already. Really. I have now taken to telling everybody that those people with playing loud music, that's just their compensation for their manhood. Here's another one, a number 11. Here's another one, and yes, this has happened. If you are going to exit your vehicle and threaten Santa for your poor driving skills, please give this thought. You truly have no idea who might really be in all this Santa attire. You might get your lump of coal early and handed to you quickly and placed inappropriately. But on a positive note, once you have your lump of coal, after you pull your head out, exert a little bit more pressure, and you might end up with a diamond out of all that. Ladies and gentlemen, patience while you're driving. It's bad enough. Oh, do not stop for turtle crossings, please. Oh my goodness, right? I, I know. True statement. I, true statement. I, I watched, I've watched that. If you see a turtle, yes, I feel bad too. I will try to figure out a way to pull over down the road off as far as I can and go back and save the turtle because they're not smart enough to figure out they can't make it across. And I hate coming back and having seen him splattered all over the ground. It's, it's terrible, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, the traffic here is terrible, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, there's one other I didn't put in here. If you're in a line of cars waiting for traffic, there shouldn't really be two blank car links in between you and the car in front of you. That just adds more length to the, to the line. Anything you disagree with me on, Sheriff? No, I saw this on Saturday night, this past Saturday night. I think every one of these things were exemplified. An example given. I don't know how y'all do it downtown. It is. It, it, it's really, I mean, it's a good time. And, it's a and, great time. And it, it's it's one of the best examples of our city to the world. We're number one of the number 10 places, according to National Geographic, to come see the city lights. And I've now had the privilege of seeing the city lights from the water because the Florida Water Tour has given us a tour. So I've seen them from the Matanzas Bay. It is gorgeous. I've seen drone shoots now. It, our city is gorgeous but it is full. I, I'm not sure why we don't have an a, a, a overpopulation of squirrels because we have a heck of a lot of nuts in our town at this time frame. So, uh, and you're, and if you're not paying attention, you're not making it any easier for the, the St. Augustine police department because they have enough to worry about in this time frame because of a heightened uh, uh, awareness of everything else that's going on, yep. which is my next segment because of everything else that's going on in sure. the world right now. Has there been conversations amongst the sheriff and the police department that you're aware of things in case something happens? I don't see us having, and, all right, I, I won't beat around the bush. I don't see us having a huge problem with, with Palestinian supporters and, and Jewish supporters. I don't see us having a huge problem with that yet, but I say yet. You know, me being the sheriff here, I try to be proactive and, and get out in front of things, too. So we immediately met, of course, with the Jewish community, uh, met with the Muslim community um, and having those relationships. They all have my cell phone, all the leaders of, of every race, creed, color, religion, sexual orientation here in St. John's County. But also, too, uh, we have members of the St. John's County Sheriff's Office that are on the Joint Terrorist Task Force. Uh, we also have members of the St. John's County Sheriff's Office that are on HSI, Homeland Security Investigations. Um, we have uh, people on the U.S. Secret Service. We have them on the FBI, um, DEA. I mean, so we try to keep those resources, of course, uh, readily available and, of course, those relationships with the federal government and the state and local government. So that being said, um, we do have our real-time intelligence center. Um, we're monitoring things here probably that most of the country um, can't afford to do because we have a tax base here that allows us to be a very 
progressive, um, innovative sheriff's office. Um, with that being said, our real-time intelligence center is tracking stuff uh, based on what the federal government has given us, but also too, based on what our community is feeding to us too as well. So I feel like we're really far. I mean, just the other day I checked in with the leaders of the faith-based community. Um, I try to do it, you know, once a month or once a week, it depends what's going on. So I feel like we're in front of it. Um, they invite us to everything that they're doing. Uh, matter of fact, I went and spoke uh, again to the Jewish community. I went and spoke um, to the Muslims, of course, in their house of worship. So I, I think it's very, very important that we keep that open, honest uh, line of communication with each other. I'm, I'm one that, that has two trains of thought here. You, you know of things that could possibly be going on in the county. But there's a there's a line about how much should the public really know sir sure, i agree you you have to really keep it close to the vest and it, it you don't want to put a panic in into the the framework of, of all of our citizens i agree but i've i've often said this to other people including yourself that saint augustine is such an important part of the entire united states that that knocking on wood we haven't had anything to hugely major to, to worry about yet. No, we have, of course, we have those those independent, you know, um, people that act on their own, of course, um, and social media doesn't help, but it doesn't help, you know, in no. that situation at all. But with that being said, you're absolutely right. But we, I think we just, we also have a very unique relationship with our community here where people have access to the sheriff. People are, are not afraid to, to call out if they do see something suspicious. So I think we got a very unique thing going on in St. John's County, unlike the rest of the country, but the rest of the world. Is there anything along this line? Is there anything that you would, when I asked you about advice because of the time frame of the year with, with watching your money and your purse and your wallet and everything, sure. is there any advice you would give our listeners um, at this time frame? I, I always just tell everybody, just be, just be vigilant. But Sure. You know, it's not just being vigilant too as well, because there's so many scams out there right now is um, we just have to be, of course, a little bit mindful that these scams, if something doesn't, seem to be true or is not realistic then it's probably not true so there's no need to click on the link or you know forward your checking account or your banking account or social security number or anything um, i'm excited to tell you that we're starting up a brand new initiative here in st john's county called seniors versus crime um, it's something i did at st augustine beach police department um, it's an initiative under our current attorney general uh, ashley moody it started under a former attorney uh, pam bondi um, so we are doing that here in st john's county so uh, what's going to basically happen is we'll have an a, a elderly uh, division of crimes um, on top of what we already have. This is basically seniors versus crime, fighting crime. So we actually have a guy named Russ who's a retired FBI agent. He'll be running that unit. They're all volunteers, but this is to take all those scam alerts and all those um, bogus emails and phone calls and text messages we get and let this unit actually investigate that. So we're just doing some things I think that the rest of the country is not doing to try to protect and serve our community. And it's always always good to understand if it seems too good to be true, it probably it's is. It's not true, correct. It, yeah. It's probably yeah. not, right. it is. Call us, I'm gonna say, and again, that 824-8304, um, if you have a question, reach out to us. We have a detectives bureau um, that will help you answer these questions. And of course, our community engagement team too as well. Go ahead, Big Davey, and put up that, that um, picture of the project that you had popped up while we were doing the reading of the traffic, the traffic fund. Pop oh, it's back. not just a picture. It's a small video, sir. Is it a video? Well, then let's sure. play it. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Good job, Davey. Put it up there. Got it. Let me start it. 
this commitment is just tremendous. So I want to thank United Way and St. John's County for uh, believing in us and supporting this pilot project that will allow us to provide training to folks before they get out. So our, our goal is we, we really invest a lot in post-release, but this will allow us to, in the pre-release setting, in a safe setting, for us to provide instruction, workforce development training, uh, mental health services, job training, so that when folks get out, the transition time is shorter. Thank you everyone that showed up today. Uh, special appreciation to Operation New Hope. If it weren't for them and people like RJ, they go out of their way to help people that need it. I honestly don't know where I'd be today. I'll tell you what, this is a special day because so many partnerships have helped us get this started, but really it's the team at the St. John's County Sheriff's Office that really had this vision and just kicked it off. So I'm going to introduce you here in a minute, Sergeant Clark. Um, he works for Sergeant Melton. We also have Megan in here and Rick. Um, they have really taken this initiative, my, my vision, and really exploded as we continue to make people into something better than what they come in as. Sergeant Clark? Thanks, Sheriff. Uh, yes, uh, having Sheriff Harvick is a promoter of reentry and has been for since he's taken office. Uh, we really exploded as far as the needs of the people of the community. And this reentry center is the one that helps us think of innovative ways to help these individuals go back into society. So we're really excited about all the resources that showed up today at our reentry grand opening. It's good to know I'll have something to help me out with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, St. John's County Sheriff Department and the Sheriff, they're very big into our, our community and that's very important. And as we said earlier about laws, I bet 95% of the people of St. John's County probably don't need them. I, I have to agree, probably higher than that actually. Maybe. It's a small percentage. It's usually one to 2% of society. Davey, I'm gonna wander back through before we do. In fact, why don't you do this week in history and I'll look through all the questions and see what we have here and see if we missed anything. But go ahead and pop in uh, This Week in History. It's sponsored by Dick Swings. Great place to go and Welcome have Welcome to This Week in History. Sponsored by our good friends at Dick Swings Bar and Grill. Wings, salads, wraps, quesadillas, and more. No matter what your taste buds crave, they've got you covered. We begin this year in history in the year 1620. Miles Standish and a group of 18 settlers are confronted by 30 Native Americans which became known as the First Encounter. 1774, Paul Revere and Wentworth Cheswell ride to warn Portsmouth of the approach of British warships. In 1844, Horace Wells, a dentist from Hartford, Connecticut, used nitrous oxide for the first time in dentistry to alleviate pain during a tooth extraction. 1862, Battle of Fredericksburg in Virginia begins between 
Robert E. Lee's Confederate Army of Northern Virginia and the Union Army of the Potomac, commanded by Major General Ambrose Burnside. 1912, first U.S. postage stamp picturing an airplane, 20-cent parcel post issued. 1914, U.S. President Woodrow Wilson signs the Harrison Narcotics Tax Act to regulate and tax production, importation, and distribution of opiates and cocoa products. 1939, Gone with the Wind, drama film directed by Victor Fleming and starring Clark Gable and Vivian Lee, premieres in Atlanta, wins the Best Picture 1940, inflation not adjusted highest grossing film of all time. And in 1942, Massachusetts issues first U.S. vehicle license plate tabs. 1946, Tide laundry detergent introduced. 1950, James Dean begins his career with an appearance in a Pepsi commercial. 1951, NBC premiere of Dragnet in black and white. 1960, Cy Coleman and Caroline Lay's musical Wildcats with Lucille Ball premieres in New York City. 1961, JFK provides U.S. military helicopters and crews to South Vietnam. And in 1973, Pirates of the Caribbean Ride opens at Disneyland. 1974, disaster film The Towering Inferno is released, starring Steve McQueen and Paul Newman. 1979, An American Christmas Carol directed by Eric Till, starring Henry Winkler, premieres in the U.S. 1991, Hook, a swashbuckling film sequel to the Peter Pan story, directed by Steven Spielberg and starring Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman, premieres. And finally, in the year 2012, British physicist Stephen Hawking wins the 3 million Fundamental Physics Prize the most lucrative academic prize in the world. And that was This Week in History. Good, Davey, very good. I didn't see any questions that we missed, but if anybody has one now, while I put two other things out here for everybody to hear, um, go ahead and pop those questions up. Davey will be watching. The Humane Society, ladies and gentlemen, they're terribly low on food, and they asked if we could help them out. So uh, it is my pleasure to let you know that December 2, which is already passed, 9 is already passed. So the 16th and the 30th, those are Sundays. The Humane Society will be accepting donations of pet food at Santa's North Pole over on 1665 Old Moultrie Road. That's where the Humane Society is. If you can help them out, it takes a lot of food to take care of what they do. And the Humane Society is kind of like your project. They're helping out all these people need help. And there are a lot of people that have animals and they can't take care of them and they just take them somewhere and leave them go. And I, I see pictures of that and, and just wonder if they were children, would you do the same thing? Because really they are your, their children. Yeah. They, they, you, you don't do that. If you can't take care of them. And speaking of scams, there's a lot of scams that are going around on Facebook about people asking for money to help pets. I got one just the other day. Somebody wanted me to help take care of a, a, an unwanted 
German Shepherd. I did a little digging in the background. It was a repeat and it had been already done from two or three other states. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't real. It happens all the time. It happens constantly. So yeah. dig a little bit or ask some of your friends if they've seen it. Um, and don't just give money to anybody that asks. The Humane Society, though, is very important, ladies and gentlemen. They do a lot of work for um, St. John's County and everybody here. So if you can help them out on the next two Sundays, take them some food. I'm going to try to see if I can't do something from the swashbucklers for that. One other thing. Uh, Tennessee this past weekend had some terrible, terrible tornadoes. Do you have any family up that way? No, I do not. Um, for those of you that know, Tom Mason is up in Tennessee. I did talk to him. He was uh, lucky. Nothing happened there. But some of you may have seen my post. Jeffrey Green, who was one of the original Devil's Dozen 13 of the uh, members of the Order of Leviathan, he lost everything. You should go to his page, Jeffrey Green, and read his story. He was in the trailer when the tornado hit. And the only part of the trailer that did not get destroyed was the hallway where him and his son were. The rest of the trailer is gone on both ends. And but he 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 came out unscathed, but he's lost everything. There is a GoFundMe page, and many of the pirates from around the country are adding to that, and, and I will be doing so also in sharing it. But there are people everywhere. There's terrible weather everywhere. So reaching out and, and helping people should be the norm not the exception. Um, that's why we talk about the suicide. That's why we talk about the Humane Society. It's why our good friends down in Flagler, the Seawell privateers are doing so much for foster children. There's a big call for helping foster children. There is a GoFundMe page set up for Jeff and Eileen. There is, and we'll post it on our Facebook uh, podcast page also. Um, Chad Cook would like to thank the sheriff for all he does for the city of St. John's County and St. Augustine, along with all the first responders. All right, very good. Any other questions pop up? Wow, didn't know that the sheriff's department did so much. Well, isn't that what the uh, Captain's Quarters podcast is for? Now I can actually say, and now you know. <laughs> I used to hear that on television a lot. And now you know. That's one of the reasons we try to do some of these episodes here, especially with... Uh, city leaders coming in and being a part of it and now i'm gonna peg you here you ready sure when you did the show the first time yep you enjoyed it you actually sent me a message and said you want to do the show more often absolutely um can we get you for and we'll work out the dates can we get yep. you for at least three in 2024 that, that's easy so the, the sooner you can get me on now out further the better my my account is about two months ahead okay so yes. I, i'm already working on all of 2024 i'll pick out some dates do you have any dates that are sweet sometimes i try to bring guests on yeah and if i bring them on it's because maybe it's something special for example last week we brought my son on because he's a historian and we talked about d-day not d-day pearl harbor sure um Anything special about like National Sheriff's Day or anything like that? Yeah, so there's actually um, police uh, National Police Week, of course, which is usually in May, around the 15th of May. So that's always a big one because we can talk about, of course, um, uh, you know, the significant incidents that are happening across the country, some trends. And then, of course, also I can close, I can help, I can uh, speak about, you know, of course, sometime after the legal session of what laws are going to change that will affect us. Of course, as citizens here in San. And the legal County. session is in July. It's actually early this year. Actually, they're going to kick off session in uh, January, February this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So maybe we can plan a February event. Sure. And I always like to talk. You know, before summertime, we could talk about some preemptive strike kind of thing. What we're doing for summertime, of course, 
uh, as we protect our people, you know, and then of course post summertime too as well. Right. But yeah, you pick it and we'll put it on the calendar and I'll be here. I and might pick for this. That's awesome. Cause I can also, also, if we got something going on, I can bring another special guest in with me that can speak specifically to that event or absolutely to what's going on. But I, I found that by trying to coincide a guest with something special, it falls into a history category. Yep. Sure. Which is what we try to keep this show all about is, is history. That's why we do eight bells. That's why we talk about when you were first on board. It's the first time we talk about your history and the yes, history sir. of sheriffs here in St. John's yep. County. So those things are very important because we learn from those things. That's what's the most important thing about history. Yep, we learn from those things. Davey, I didn't see any other questions pop up. Did I miss anything? I think we're good to go, right? Yep. And as I always say, when I have a good guest, we always go over the hour and we have done that. We've gone over the hour, but we have a couple of other things to talk about real quick before we go anywhere at all. Let's do the joke reveal first, Davey. Okay. I want to know why a pirate walks in the bar. Okay, it's time for the answer to the joke of the week. Why did the pirate walk into a bar? The answer is because he was wearing his eye patch on the wrong eye. <laughs> he walked into the bar. I see, into the bar. Uh. <laughs> I'm glad you like that one. We're probably going to get all kinds of comments on that one. <laughs> My goodness. Davey, if you're not careful, I'm going to take Minnie Mayhem away from you. No. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, so here, I've got one to add to it. You know, there are 12 days of Christmas, right? You know how many days of Christmas there are for a pirate? No. However many days it is till the rum, rum runs out. <laughs> yeah. So we, in my posting to everybody about the show, I put in there that we were going to reveal something special. So let's start, Davey, by showing a couple of pictures in the order that I hopefully told you. There, some new cartoon work has been done. We have a cartoonist out in Utah that is asked to do some things for us, and that's one of the things he did. Look at that. There's Captain Mayhem and Davey and Mandy, and, oh, and there's Mason. That's a really good picture that we're probably going to try to use. What's the next one? Ah! Hellfire Henley and photographer Mandy Joe. She's looking like probably the best looking pirate of all of us right now. I can tell you that. And then there's Davy Longwood and Captain Mayhem. Uh, this artist has really captured a lot for us. And he's going to be on the show next Monday. He's our special guest. And we're going to talk about some of the things he does. He's doing some comic books. And I've given him a special project to do, and we'll see where it goes. But I also have another artist in Tennessee. In fact, I need to call that guy and see if they were involved in the tornadoes. It just dawned on me. I haven't, haven't talked to him for a day or two. need to make sure because he is going to come and be at Old City Pirate Fest also. Ron Parker Day would be a good day for the sheriff to come back. Yeah, and that's January of every, every year. So really? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's another good day, too, as well. Okay. So we can talk through some dates that would be, but that's that's a that's a great one. So thank you for bringing that up. What date is that? That is, is it January 12th of 1975? I have that in my head. Does that person know that date? Jim, do you know exactly what the date is? I can't believe I'm forgetting it. I'm embarrassed. Well, we've had so much we talked about, so it doesn't, you know, it's, if Jim will answer us here, I'm looking at my calendar right now just to see what we've got going on here. Um, oh, that's the wrong way. 
So I got January 12th to January 11th in my, in 1975. So I have, we already have planned January 1st, but we haven't put anything on anything else. So either the 8th or the 15th, and that would be post Christmas also would be, be pretty good too. So let's see if we can't, you let me we'll, know. We'll, we'll work on some we'll dates. We'll work on yeah. some dates yeah. and we'll, we'll see what we can do. It's always a pleasure to have you here because I enjoy talking about my hometown. Sure. Me too. I'm proud of it. And I'm very proud of it. And I enjoy talking about all the things that, that um, are important to keep our hometown as great as it is. Right. And having you here and talking about the things that the Sheriff's Department does. Um, I, 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 I really find myself bragging about the deputies and the, the, the yeah, city police as well. yeah. and the beach police. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun at times. There's your non-emergency non number again. Okay. It's a lot of fun at times when I'm out as Captain Mayhem and somebody with a badge on wants to stop and talk to me. Sure. Um, I, I, I think I told you the story that I got pulled over by one of your deputy sheriffs because I, he noticed I didn't have my seatbelt on and he pulled me over, over by the, uh, Kang, not the kangaroo, the, um, uh, the BP station there at, um, on us one in front of the, where you used to do your, uh, haunted house. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. he pulled me over. Um, and he said, I noticed you're not wearing your seatbelt. And I, eh, you caught me. Said, I'm not really going to write your ticket. I just wanted to tell my son, I pulled Captain Mayhem over. My <laughs> goodness gracious. <laughs> that was one of my deputies? Yeah, of course okay. it was. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you his name, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it, that that's really, that's a community involvement. It is. Like I said, you know, we're, it's, it's a privilege to be your sheriff here in St. John's County. We've got such a community that is so... Um, um, supportive of law enforcement here again we're not perfect and and i'm quick to call us out before you have to call us out but with that being said we are blessed to be in st john's county now i have another habit that i that i do and i'm not going to say this because i want to brag about it but it's just a habit and i'm sure there are other men and women in the same category as me who have military background law enforcement background yep. and if i'm going down the street um, and i see something going on i will roll my window down and I will ask the officer if everything's okay, especially if he's all by himself right now. I will ask if he's okay. Just the other day, I was on St. George Street, and one of the female bike cops was having a heated argument with two homeless people. Is that Sergeant Garman? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I stood there, and she, she first looked at me. Of course, I was in pirate gear. <laughs> and she first looked at me, and I, I, before she could say anything, I said, you okay? That's all I said. Under my breath, you okay? And I think she realized why I was standing there. And she said, yeah, I've got backup coming. And I said, well, I'm not going to walk away until they're here. That's phenomenal. Love and, that. And, and there are other people I know. I'm not the only one. There are other sure. people totally with that kind of background. Yeah, we've had people stop when on the a deputy sheriff fighting on the side of the road. And they stop their car and get out and put hands on to help us out. This is a special place. It, it gets me emotional. We're just we're truly blessed. Well, we have the sheriff and the police department here to protect us. But they can't do it by themselves. They're not super. They're not superheroes. Yep. Um, in a way, they are. But um, Athena Rivers, I stopped a few times on the interstate to help out my fellow AG law officers, especially when they are solo. I love yeah. it. We appreciate it. And and even if you stop and just you're standing off to the side, um, and you just give them a a little thumbs up or a, a quick nod, they know you're there. Yep for a good reason, not a bad reason. Because the first thing that's going to go through their mind is, okay, now who have I got to do? I agree. 
So you, you want to make sure that you, if you're going to do something like that, you want to make sure that you give them some kind of a, of a sign, a thumbs up, a wink, or a nod, yeah. so that they understand that you're just there in case something gets out of hand until backup gets there. I've actually stopped and directed traffic during traffic. I think it's great. Yeah. And you said something, too, about the agricultural deputies, too, as well, I mean, or law enforcement. Um, they're by themselves. So we're doing a brand-new initiative here in St. John's County where we're going to start monitoring all the state officers that are actually currently working in St. John's County. So that's another set of eyes because right now the troopers are by themselves. Uh, they're dispatched out of Jacksonville. Um, so with that being said, we're going to monitor them here in St. John's County when they're on a traffic stop and they're that, in, that include um, the fish and game too? All the above. Very good. Yep. Very good. Yep. We're yeah. St. John's County has got a lot of people, a lot of law enforcement have people in here. Sure. We have a lot. Yep. Um, and if you just go down US 1 towards the airport, you'll see some, some compounds there. You will too. see some, yes. You'll sure see will. some compounds yeah. there. So, yeah, we do have a lot. And and not only the police and the fire and the uh, sheriff's department, but also I have to say, we have to look out for our, our people in the, in the fire department too. Yeah, we got a special relationship here in St. John's County. You know, Chief McGee and, of course, his entire crew there with St. John's County Fire and Rescue, those are our brothers and sisters. And a lot of times we are responding together, whether it be a house fire or you know, some type of medical distress in someone's house or a traffic crash, we're together a lot. And then, of course, Chief Abilese in the city of St. Augustine, we're just a bunch of brothers and sisters here. So we're truly blessed again. I um, was doing one of my rides around town the other night, and the fire department had come down to take care of somebody that had hurt himself. I don't know the particulars, and it's not important that I do know the particulars, but as I came around, they were all standing there, and, and I made a comment to how, how it you know, Santa appreciates you doing a good job. Two of them knew exactly who I was. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Can't, I can't throw the voice away. That's that's just it. That's so community partnerships. We 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 really have a great group of men and women. And I just met a young lady who wants to be a St. John's fire, firefighter. She's already gone through some of the training and everything. Sure. And so um, I told her. Tell him you know Captain Mayhem. It might help. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Seriously, you might. Yeah. But yeah, it's so when you're out there, keep your eyes and your ears open for anything going on around you. Being being observant is very important. And watch our boys back, watch our girls back, watch everybody, and make sure that everybody is gets to go home at night. I mean, that's probably the easiest way to say it. Everybody it. gets to go home at night. Um, because everybody has family at home and everybody wants them to come home. Upon that note, how about a thank you and appreciation video there, Davey? Okay. The Captain's Quarters podcast is indeed a ship sailing the seas of the world, always in search of history, knowledge, and adventure. It takes a crew to run a ship, so we take this opportunity to thank those who help keep this ship afloat. Our sponsors, St. Augustine Pirate and Treasure Museum. Dick's Wings Bar and Grill, Ancient City Sirens, Spyglass Travel, Marco's Pizza, Florida Water Tours, Riker Reenactors, Paper and Strings, and Shiver Me Pictures. The supporting cast and crew, Captain William Mayhem, Navigator Davey Longwood, Gunner Hellfire Henley, Cartographer Mandy Joe, Juan Cam, and of course, the Powder Monkey. Helping others gives a crew purpose. Inc. Investing in kids. St. John's County Fire Cadets. Says St. Augustine Youth Services. And the Humane Society. The four major charities report, but always room for more. 
You too can be part of the crew and support the show in many ways. Go to Patreon. Support us with a small monthly contribution as a Powder Monkey or First Mate memberships. Go to YouTube. Hit the like and follow buttons to join our ranks and support the show. Or a single contribution which helps with other expenses of the show. Thank you. It does take a crew. Thank you, Davey. Very good. Now, as always, at the end of the show, we like to talk about our numbers and our platforms. You can catch us on YouTube, Spotify, and Instagram. Those are all visual, so you can watch what's going on. But if you just want to listen to us, and as I was telling the sheriff earlier, I've had people from the Pirate Museum, from my Pirate Museum tours, that are either coming to St. Augustine and know about us or are leaving and just found out about us. And they'll listen to us on the road, on their radio, on the in the car, on Stitcher, iHeart, CastBox, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon Music. So that we're on eight platforms. I believe there will be some other platforms that we can start getting involved in. Davey, let's, let me see if I got this right so we can explain to people. So if the sheriff was on a platform of his own for a show, we could connect that platform for the night of the show to everything we're doing and people could watch the show live. Is, is that the way I understand working for us with our upgrade? Yes. So if you have a platform that you put people on or do that stuff, yep. that night of the show, we can connect up to it. I think it's great. And then anybody that's normally going to watch you, whatever you do, right. they can watch the show at the same time. Yeah, so it. let's find out how that, if, yep. what we can we'll do about that. We upgraded our StreamYard membership so that it includes that, which puts us on other platforms. And it also is going to allow us to bring more people in. So uh, we've reached that point, ladies and gentlemen, and I just want to uh, uh, brag about it. We've got 1,471. We are 29 away from my goal of 1,500 by the end of the year. So we're doing well. Those are all of our hours there, 570 hours weekly watched. That's a lot of hours in a week and 2.5 to 2,500 views a week. So we're doing good. Great. So we're doing really good. One of the things, and, and this would be an example to explain, YouTube has given us the first step of monetization. We're still working through the weeds on it to understand what's going on, but it allows us to do memberships. Those memberships will allow us to do special things for only those people that buy a membership from us. They buy the membership through YouTube. One of the things that we're thinking about doing, and tonight would have been a great example, we have other cameras and we just sit around the table over here, off show conversation. I gotcha. And then because of what StreamYard now allows, we can put 15 people, maybe? Um, yeah, what happened, obviously there'd be real tiny little thumbnails. So well, we, we wanna try to cram things on. But it would allow us to to um, pull people on, take them off, put other people on, take them. You know, you can rotate. So people could actually, as they're asking the question, you can actually see them. Yeah, I think it's great. And they can be included in the conversation. So we're working on a title for that, and we're going to do it every once in a while. But on a show like you would be here, it would require that you had to stay for an extra hour or so, depending on what your timing and your schedule like. If you're a busy man, but that's just an example. Yeah, what we could and. We're going to do a show with a bunch of friends of mine that are all professional magicians from around the state. Outstanding. So we'll sit back here and talk about magic secrets and stories of, the, of magic from the gone by days. Yeah. Have a good time. But we'll invite 12 to 15 people who are members to be a part of that off-show off great. conversation. Yeah. Just something to have fun with because social media has advantages. And one of the advantages is to share information 
and to share ideas. And we hope that we're doing a very good job of it. I wanted to make one other mention for since I see Captain Smoo there, he actually had listed that December 6th was International Pirates with Disabilities Day. And he posted a very nice letter that I want to put out on our Facebook page about how when we're putting festivals together, and it's not just pirate festivals, ladies and gentlemen, any festival, when you're putting festivals together, things that are open to the public, we need to make sure that we're paying attention to accessibility for people that have handicaps. Yep. We need to make sure that there is things to take care of those people who have handicaps for something as simple as porta potties. They're not easy to navigate when you have all the the, the abilities you have. <laughs> and especially if you're dressed in a lot of pirate clothes or you're wearing a belt and everything else. So you need to take care of thinking of those things. So uh, that's one of the advantages to, do, to doing shows like this is sharing all the information that we can share. Our numbers are great. We're doing really well. Put our email across. There it is. Captain's Quarters Podcast 21 at gmail.com. The 21 is significant to the year we started everything. We started all this in 2021. So if you had a good time, send us a message. Let us know. Let us know any other ideas you have. Down the road, we'll bring the sheriff back and have a good time. I have, as always, another gift for you. Oh, my goodness. Now, this gift will be different. We gave you a podcast coin last time. We did, yes, sir. We now have a coin for the crew, the St. Augustine Swashbucklers. Outstanding. With everything on the back to tell you how we stay centered and upon course. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And that that, that basically makes you an honorary member of the St. Augustine Swashbucklers. I appreciate you, my friend. Hi. Thank you very much. I always appreciate you having, and I love having conversations with appreciate you. Appreciate you, too, as well. So, Thank you for your support. You guys have been great. It's been a good show. I hope that everybody had a good time with it. Chad, sometime here shortly, I'd like to get a conversation with you because Old City Pirate Festival, I'm working on it this week. For now, though, ladies and gentlemen, we have our sign-off. And I had to ask Davey this morning what the heck it was because I just was not thinking. And everything I had in my head made me sound like one of the three musketeers. But that's it at the bottom. Go ahead, Davey. Part of the podcast. Part of the crew. Always. We can't do it without you, our crew, from all over the world. We thank you for being a part of it, and thank you, Sheriff, for being a part of the show. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Happy holidays. All right.